Okay, so shit tonight is um, on the Seber Pantmiafos, and it's related to my mother and Seber Pantmiafos. It's part of another chapter I'm trying to do in this book. So I'll give you a real quote from my mother, and then we'll do the Mishnah and Perkevos or the Iniona and try to tie it back. So this is she wrote in her letter. And of course, try to do things with a smile. Nobody likes a grump. Your words of wisdom and even help and criticism are better accepted if given with a smile. So doesn't sound especially deep, but it's like a kind of natural, intuitive thing. But so let's let's take a look. Save upon me office. So the Mishnah in we'll get back to her 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 points after. So the Mishnah is um, in in Avos Aleph Tesvos. Okay. So it says Vahavimikabal. So again, amongst other things, this is Shammai. Okay. Vahavimikabal as Kala Adam the Save upon me office. Okay. So you should accept, receive every person. With, I don't know, find a good countenance, something like that. So let's see, Raz. So let's look at me now. There's different, that's a plain shot. Smile, happy countenance, or something, you know. So, so Rabiniona explains, okay? So sorry, you know? Okay. In fact, I do this with Kiva and I asked this with Ezra a little bit. And I mean, talk about this with some people. So, yeah, so, um, so it says like this. So the college called them Seir Paniyafas. So the Rabbeinu says she yira lahem panim shel simcha that you should show them a face of simcha, okay, happiness. Kidei shetehei ruach habrios nochaimen, so that the spirit of people will be like calm, pleasant to you before you, right? They'll like you. They'll look at you favorably. Right, so if you smile at them and you show them a happy face, then the spirit of people will be um, pleasant with you. Okay, now he says like this: Ratzalomar. <clears throat> so there's different gersos here. So I'm in the Torah time, and it says Ratzalomar. Others say, I think on the Torah they want to say it means like oh, I forgot about Inami or Odiyesh Lomar. So I'm going with this Ratzalomar. Okay, Ratzalomar. It means to say, okay, and it's part of the question is it doesn't quite sound like it means to say. So it means to say, You should distance yourself from the mida of kas, anger, which is a very bad mida. Okay. And you, you should accustom yourself to a mida of ratzon, like willingness. Yeah. Right, doesn't quite sound like the opposite of anger, but whatever. And a manner and a path that people will be like, um, look, look at you favorably. I think that's what it means. People will be like favor to you, from you, find favor from you. What does that mean? This is like a Nice and acceptable meaning. Okay. So again, so he started off by saying you should be smiling at people. Happy. Then he's saying that means to say you should distance yourself from anger, which is a very bad meaning. Rather, you should be involved in the meaning of ratzon, <coughs> willingness, or something like that, so that people are finding favor in you, and that's a good meaning. Okay, this is like cryptic. Part of the challenge is figure what he's talking about. And on this, the chachmeh must say, I don't know who he's quoting from, but it's a quote. 
אוקיי? רצונך שתחפץ, חפוץ מה שלא תחפוץ, אוקיי? So, if you want to be desired, desire that which you don't desire, okay? <laughs> It's like a hat mouthful, right? So this is the way their, their footnote translates it, okay? It's like a cryptic word thing. They say like this, If you want people to find favor with you, You should want that which they want. Even if you don't really want it. So again, I think this is, If you want to be desired, desire that which you don't desire. In other words, it means desire that which other people desire. Because if you want to be desired, by other people, you want other people to like you, to find favor with you, desire what they want. Don't desire what you want, desire what you don't want, desire what they want. Now he explains a little bit. Now, the, now that's the end of the quote. Now the Rebbein is explaining. A person is not going to be able to reach that the world will desire him, right? Will be desirous of him, be with him, something like that. Unless he passes over his desire for their desire, and he nullifies his ratzon, his will, before the ratzon of others. And through that, he'll have many people who love him. And he'll guard himself from damages of other people. Because if you show them the face of anger, Yisnu, they're going to hate you. And they're going to distance you. And they're going to run to bed. Period. Okay. Dilakarna can't read this? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to talk about Dilakarna. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. You read that book? I, I, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I really need to make friends. Yeah, yeah. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Del Carnegie in a little bit. Okay, so again, so let's summarize what he's saying. I mean, there's a few problems here. And there are a few problems here, but let's just summarize. Again, he's starting off with saying you should smile at people. And then he says that means you should distance yourself from anger, which is a very bad midah. You should instead be manag yourself on a midah of ruts, on a willingness that people will find favor into you. Right? And that, that's good. Okay, that's his basic interpretation. And then he brings in this quote, if you want to be desired, you should desire that which you don't desire. Namely, that which other people desire, because that's the only way. If you want people to desire you, you have the only way to do it is to undermine your will for their will. And then they're going to like you, and you'll guard yourself from them, and their damages, because otherwise, if you show them anger, then they're going to hate you, and they're going to distance you, and they're going to uh, try to do bad. Okay, that's the basic summary. So what questions? When you see this, what questions come up? That's the problem. That's one question, is, is that one could argue it, it sounds a little manipulative. And this is an argument which, again, this is Dale Carnegie's book. That's one of the titles which we'll have against him. This book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. He basically talks about how important it is to get along with other people. And uh, it's a major key in success in this world is getting along with other people. People wanting to be with you, people liking you, people right, wanting to do business with you and all that. And he says, people just aren't good at it. Most people just simply can't get along with other people. <clears throat> and he has, a, it's a whole book, but 
one of his main main idea is like you have to this type of thing that a lot of his main thing is like people are too self-centered and like people are always talking about themselves and they're always no everyone no one cares about you as much as they care about themselves so he says talk about them ask them questions learn their name um you know get interested in what they're interested in say their name say their name yeah those types of things so i mean it's a ton of it's like a lot of you know pieces of advice but and he says in this way people are like you and he goes through like a million stories of people the presidents the roosevelts and this and that all these presidents all these successful people and he shows tons of stories and tons of ways implemented and whatever and he, he makes good arguments it's like people aren't going to like you if you're all into yourself that's they don't like that they like themselves they don't like you so if you care about them, then they'll care about you, and then whatever, and that leads to success. Now he says, he's, yeah, I have the quote, I forgot it, but he has this thing like, of course, there's a difference between being manipulative and being you know, flattery and concern, I don't know, something like that. He says, the difference is that one is genuine and one's non-genuine, something like that. He's saying like, it doesn't work if you just fake it. You have to really be interested in what they're interested in. You have to really seek out their interests and care about other people and whatever, you know? So something like that, you know? But there are those who argue against him. It's like, okay. But I mean, at the bottom line of the whole thing is you're just being manipulative, you know? Like, isn't like the whole thing is ultimately, or you could argue that on this, you, if you want people to desire you, so it means that's ultimately a goal here. You want people to desire you. So then you should not care about your desire, you should undermine your desire for their desire. So you're saying, forget my desire, my desire doesn't matter, I just care about your desire. But in order to get my desire. So like, isn't the whole thing either like, I, I feel like this, either it's self-contradictory, because you're saying is, look, uh, your whole thing is, like, I don't care about what I want, I don't care what you want. But it's all because I want what I want. So it's like a self-contradiction, unless either it's self-contradiction or it's like duplicitous. Or you're like lying to them. You're saying, it's like, ultimately, I really care about what I want. I don't really care about you. But the only way I could get what I want is to tell you that I care about you. Then I'll end up getting what I want. So the whole thing, right? So if I'm really, if I really care about you, then it's self-contradictory. Because the whole advice is to say, don't care about what you want, care about what he wants. But the, the motivation of the whole thing is to care about yourself. So it's a contradiction. So again, I think the only way to add a contradiction is if you say, no, you really do care about yourself. And the whole thing is just a gimmick to be able to get to get that ultimate thing. But then it's insincere. But the problem is you're not getting it because they're not, it's not you that desire it. Thank you. Right. You mean they're not actually desiring you. Yeah, they just desire somebody that agrees with everything they say. Right. And does every and has the same interests as them right. and does whatever they want to do. Sure. So it depends on your goal. You know, if your goal is to make money or whatever, so then you know, you make you do business with people, people want to hang out with you they want to do whatever and you know depends on the goal like if you want them to truly value you as some little kim or whatever then maybe uh, they're not really valuing you but like i think part of his thing is that you, you becomes who you are you become that guy you become that nice guy that you take on that persona it just kind of becomes you and that's what he'll say it's like it's a way of really becoming a different type of a person and like there is an argument here i just think it has to be it's not clear again it's very very popular it's like one of the best sellers ever Kind of thing. you know it's like this book is like sell 30 million copies of hundreds of that each year like you know it's like Syria you know there were like tons of like you know what do they what do you call them seminars he used to run it's like they have these guys nowadays right what's the guy like uh Tony Robbins or something or well, a bunch of those guys right a few of those guys right 
Is that his name? Tony something. Yeah. yeah. Those types of guys. But he was like, I think one of the original guys or whatever. But it's translated into alien languages. It's like one of these, like, um, you know, one of the most popular books ever. And it's a good book. If you, you know, it's very interesting. I think it's good. But I think it would be nice if we could. And it sounds like it's kind of what this Ramayana is saying. I just think it would be nice if we could ground it or justify it or get out of the logical circle or the duplicitness of it. Another question is, is like, this totally went off track. He started off, it's a little rambly. This is what, that's why I think they say it's another chop, but I don't know. It doesn't, you know, he comes to kind of, so he says, starts off with a smile. That's the Mishnah saying, greet people with a kind favor. Then he says, that means you show them Rosimcha. Namely, you remove the meat of Kas. Instead, you have the meat of Ratzel. So as I start with a smile, then it's saying undermining Kas in order to get Ratzel. And then he's running with this whole Ratzel thing. And then he comes back at the end and say, oh, but if you have Kas, if you show them faces of anger, then they're not going to be happy with you and then they're going to damage you. Right? So it's like, I don't know, it's like kind of, what does it have to do with this? What is, again, there's three themes, which he seems to be talking about all three of them. And it's not clear the relation. One is smiling at people. Two is uprooting anger. And three is this whole Ratzon thing. Right? So how does this whole picture tie together? I mean, the Mishnah is talking about Makavas, Palam, Sebron, Yafas. So it's hard to say, like, that's the shot. Again, that's what he starts with. It means to smile. Then he says, Ratzaloma, that you distance yourself from Kas. If you say, Yesh, Odiyesh, Lomar, how does Odiyesh, Lomar, how does distance yourself from Kas and Ratzon fit in with Makabalas, Kalalim, Sebron, Yafas? I mean, it sounds like the confidence of Yafas is the smile thing. But then this is somehow related. And I think intuitively it sounds related. It's not like all together in a different, you know, do what people want, smile at them. Like, you know, they're kind of related enough that I think it's legitimate that it's kind of one shot. But at the same time, we have to like weave together how these things tie together, you know, connect up. Right? I'm not sure if he's trying to say an opposite, but like the opposite of kas, anger, rutzon finding favor in people, maybe, or sort of, but I don't know, you kind of think like, a guy gets really angry, another guy is like, never gets angry, you know, like the opposite, is like, Ratzon, I mean, it's like, I have to understand maybe a little bit what Kas is, what Ratzon is, but it sounds like you're saying, you distance yourself from Midav Kas, it's very bad, and you should know it yourself in Midav Ratzon, so that people will find the, you know, will be Ratzon to you, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so most say the brothers are regarded as said, They said that's a praise. If they weren't echad pep, echad belev, they didn't like Yosef. They didn't pretend like they did like him. It seems like there's a certain honesty in that approach. But this thing sounds like it's, uh, you just said, uh, you like everybody, you want whatever you want, whatever you want, I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? You do care. What are you fooling? So it's like the whole thing sounds like it's a big lie, right? Smile, you tell them whatever they want to hear. It's just, I don't know, something dirty sounding about the whole thing, you know? And like, while it might be effective, is that, I don't know, that's what's so saying. It's like, especially, you know, the, in that book, though, they kind of give you a book, you, the title, I think, is like meant to sell the books or something, because I don't think the book, you don't get the feeling as dirty about that. The title just sounds how to win friends and influence people, and it just sounds like, it's a, you know, it's a hook, it's a hook, the title's a hook. But though, that's not the feel you get, unless he's like duping you when you read it, but like, and I read the book a long time ago, and I, I started reading it again, I got like halfway through. <laughs> Yes, I wanted or whatever, but it's very, you know, it's a good read. It's a good read. It's interesting. And I think, you know, I think there are good points in it. I think it just, I think we have, uh, it seems as if the Chachmah must are pointing it out. I think that it's onto something. I think it just be, you have to like, 
you know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, good. So he gives us a question. So it says, if you want them to like you, you should want what you don't want. Want what they want. Like, what's the limits? Right. Like, they're going to say, you know what? I think we should go to sh- with a church. You're saying, yeah, whatever. That's what you want. Church, fine. Like, are there limits? Like, uh, wh- like what's the scope? And what? And to what limit? Where is this? You know? Or like, I think I think we should get married. Oh, that's what you want. Okay, I guess so. Right? Like, are there limits? It's just not, you got to have lines. Like, what's what's he talking about exactly? Right? It's got to be, where's the point? So to smile, fine, smile. But it doesn't mean like you're, you're a doorstop or whatever they call it. A, you know, like the floor mat or the doormat, a doormat. Like he'll just step all over you. Does that mean you just say, that's it, I don't care about myself ever? But again, except for the one thing that I want everybody to like me. Yeah, so this is a good question. Like, what are his limits? Some things, something like this. Yeah, and then this is, uh, okay, so the question is like this, is why should you care about other people, right? Why should you want to want what they want? Why should you be looking out for their best interests, right? So maybe there's two answers. This is, I guess, what I was referencing a little bit. There's like a lishma and a little lishma, okay? Like the highest level is like the hafter that I realize that I am a Nivra, Tzamalakim, a Jew, and my friend is a Nivra, Tzamalakim, a Jew, and we're in this together. We're ultimately two players in the ultimate game plan of Kedesh Hashem. And I, although I feel like I'm more important than him, I recognize that that's totally just my own self-centered, egotistic thing. I rise above that, and I just appreciate that we're all uh, we're all equals in some sense. There's no the fact that I naturally feel like I'm I'm superior or I'm the center of the world is just totally because I happen to be living in my own body. There's no objective justification for that, and my value, my objective value, is one that I'm involved in Torah mitzvah, so part of a divine plan. And he's also, and you are also, and everybody is. And in that sense, there is there shouldn't be really a primacy of my, me over him. There's ultimately, there's we, and there's the looking for the greater good. And I should, I should, in a certain Rishma type of a way, like a, like a Anav Ma'od, a person who's truly humble, truly appreciates his place in the world. He cares about other people like he cares about himself. Right? Whatever you don't want to do bad to yourself, you don't do that. And like you have a genuine concern for their best interest, like your best interest. But that's, that's like a, like a Lishma. High level, you know, Avram Avino, whatever, so super high level. And it's a high level to which we all strive and maybe all partake of to some degree, right? Okay. Right. But then there's another part of the person which is self centered and is looking for your own best interests, right? We're not truly, you know, concerned with the world with idealistic reasons we're concerned about ourselves we are concerned about ourselves okay now we naturally think about it and this is i think Carnegie's point and this uh the the volume point we naturally look at it like there's a conflict like i should the right thing to do is to care about other people but if i want to my emotional desire to to be happy, to have my needs met, is for me to put myself out. 
and for me to be focused on me and yelling out on the rooftops to everybody about how great I am and all that. And you naturally think that that's the way to gain everybody's attention and respect and love and adoration and all the things that you're looking for. Respect, right? That's what you naturally think. And you think like there's a conflict. Your emotions want to focus on you, but your mind says it's about everybody else. And Carnegie's saying, and this is saying is that's a mistake. If you want to get your own best interests, ultimately, you want to be successful, you want people to respect you, you want people to like you, the route towards doing that is unintuitive. It's not through tracing out, chasing your own best interests. It's not through telling people all about you, about how great you are and all about all the different things you and your kids and show them all your statuses and all your different things. That's not the way to get people to like you. You think that's the way you feel guilty about it and you feel like you have to control that because it's not the right thing to do. But you feel like that's the route towards getting success in this world and getting people to want to like you and respect you and all that through talking about yourself, through being self-centered. But Carnegie's point and this the Mishnah's point is that, that you're making a mistake. That's an error. Is it by talking about yourself and focusing on yourself and ignoring other people and not talking about other people and not smiling at other people and just being totally self-absorbed, you end up being unsuccessful. You end up having enemies. No one likes this. If you show them, you, see, you make your gruff to people, you, you don't smile at people, you're mean to people, you just care about yourself, you talk about yourself, people don't like you and they don't want to hang out with you and they don't want to do business with you and they're not going to help you out when, uh, when times, that's what he says. Is that that we say you open Robin? This is that end of Rani. On a Yishmar Nafshum Nisgmanat, they guard yourself from Nizakim harms from people. People harm you. People in the world do harm you. Kiamarlam Panam Shalzam, because you show them face of anger. If you're gruff and you talk about them in your your in your own world, yes, no, they'll hate you. Yachiku, and they'll distance you. Vivakshul Arala, and they'll want to do bad to you. So it's like you think. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what I think Carnegie's note, what he noticed in this book is all about, is that there's something counterintuitive, is that people want to win friends and influence people, and they, but they, they make a mistake. Naturally, your emotions think the way to do that is to, to be self-centered, to act self-centered, to talk about yourself, to, you know, to just be looking actively to self-promotion. And he's saying is that that's the mistake. And so he has all the stories to show you, you know, and that's, and I think on many success and many successful copies of people reading it and using it or whatever, realize is that it's, it's a mistake. You really, the way to really get respect from people and adoration of people and all these things, friends and influence people and be successful. And he shows like top businessmen and presidents and this and that is to be interested in other people and to reach out, reach across the aisle and speak to them and smile at them and be interested in what they're interested in and talk about them and learn their name and care about them. And so, so in a sense, that's truly the route towards your own success and your own popularity and your own you know, gaining respect. Now, why is that valuable? So, and the answer is emotionally that's valuable. That's what you want, right? Now, so now again, now blending these two things together. See, and this is why I don't think Alf Carnegie quite has this point. It's like in, in his framework, it's like he's just saying his love. And this is I've seen, I read an article, people criticize this, but it's like, it's like not, you could argue it doesn't have ground. Like ultimately, his premise is I care about myself. 
I don't know how to say this philosophically, but I'm, I'm interpreting this. It's kind of you care about yourself and be intelligent about how to care about yourself. Okay, fine. But ultimately, it's something shallow about it or duplicitous about it or, you know, manipulative about it. Like, do you really care about other people? But do you really care about yourself? Is it like, how do you get stuck in these circles? But I think the answer is, is that there is an intellectual, defensible reason to care about other people, like yourself. You realize it's good for the world. As you're saying, it's good for the world to have your needs met and other people's needs met and for everybody to be happy and everybody to get along and it's shalom. We could all jointly put aside our differences and pursue a common goal and a good of truth and happiness. And there's no reason why we have to all be fighting. There's good, there's a goodness in the world for everyone to have their needs and live a good life. And a person could realize that. But again, there is a part of you which is does have self-interest. There is that part of you. And it's just saying is, but the intelligent way to do that lines up with exactly what's the right way to act towards other people objectively. Because the proper way to treat people is respect them because they're telegrams. And the proper way to gain your own best interest is to treat them with respect. And because then they're going to like you. So they're saying like they, they line up. So it's like, a, there's a, it's like in a certain sense, it's recognizing, this is the way you're saying it, recognizing you have a low lishma that you care about yourself. But that you care about yourself. But, and there's like a mislay point. Be intelligent about how you care about yourself. Don't be dumb about how you care about yourself. You want to pursue your own people to respect you and be intelligent about how you get people to respect you. Don't say to them, hey, respect me. They're not known respect that guy. You got to, the way you get them to get respect is through being nice to them. So you're involving yourself in appropriate behaviors in treating other people with respect and uh, reaching out to them and subordinating your own personal desires. And we'll talk about that in a second a little bit more, but in humbling yourself before them, reaching out to them, caring about them, smiling at them, asking them about their life, about their family, about whatever, doing those activities, which are objectively good activities, and you're doing it in a little mix, maybe a mix of lishma, lishma, or maybe even totally low, totally low lishma. But it's a little, you're doing good actions, you're not doing anything wrong, you're treating people with respect, and with dignity, and that's the way they deserve to be respected, and that's the way our being is going to treat them. Now, you just have a, a motivation, which is, or part of your motivation is self-serving. Okay, fine. Embrace it. Be intelligent about your self-serving. And, it, and you're not hurting them. You're not doing anything negative to them. That, that's the thing. If you manipulate your con man, and you talk to them nicely, and then you steal their shirt, whatever, then that's, then you're being manipulative. You're harming them. But the end of the end of the Carnegie's book isn't, oh, yeah, and then rip them off and take all their money and run for the hills. That's not his book. His book lives your life. And this is the way life is. So he's, he's advising you on a path which is good. It's good for the world. It's good for other people. You're motivated by yourself. Okay. There's a part of you that's motivated by yourself. People have self-interest, but it's saying intelligence, intelligent self-promotion or self-interest. I'm sorry, not self-promotion. Self-interest is actually good for everybody. So there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing to be ashamed of. That's you. That's the way I should have made the world. If everybody intelligently pursues their own, their own best interests, then they'll actually do the right activities, which are the best for the world objectively. And you, if you truly reach, care about other people because it's self-motivated, slowly but surely you end up actually caring about other people and you end up talking about other people and it ends up, this is the way you live your life. It impacts you and it changes you and you start breaking away from your own small-mindedness and your also selfishness and you actually start to care about people. There's something which is interesting and likable about other people. 
you just have to get out of your self, you know, egocentricism. And to the degree which you do that, you start actually being interested in other people. And it actually changes you and it starts to break you out of your self-centeredness. Yeah. See, that's what I think is like ultimately, well, let me just different part. It's like, do you, you're saying, what about the fact this sort of the circularity of the thing? You're saying is if you care, if you want people to like you, then subordinate your will. So what do you mean? Isn't that your will? You're not subordinating your will, you're pursuing your will. Right? So so right, if you want subordinate your will, then don't say then don't care about people liking you. So all your other wills except for that will. Right? So I think you have to differentiate between and this gets to the other question, like to what extent? You know, on everything, you're just gonna always say, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care about everything in the whole world, that's crazy. Right? So then you have to differentiate between like your that which is truly important to you, and then just like normal day-to-day things, which don't really make any sense. You know? So like ultimately, what do you care about? What do you really care about? You really care about if the dinner is the food that you want as opposed to the other food, or if you go on a vacation to Honolulu or to Maidenaki. Do you really care? These things don't really matter. You really care whether your house is painted blue or red or purple or whatever. Like these things, you really just want to be happy. You want to have respect, to have a good life, to have your needs taken care of. There's certain objective things which you want. And then there's, but like your, your emotions are, you want everything. And a person, and it's part of the media of Kass, and everybody gets angry. It's a guy like we, we naturally have opinions about everything, and we want things to go our way, and we have an idea about the way the world's gonna work in line with my model of how things are gonna work. And the guy who gets mad is when things don't work that way, he flips out. It's a guy like an anger problem, I think. Again, this is I don't know, I haven't thought that much about anger, but this is what I'm thinking about. Anger. It's like you guys has like a very, like a fixed way that he thinks the world should operate. And when it doesn't work out his way, he can't handle it. And he just goes crazy. So it's like a threat to his, his, his desire that the world should, uh, should operate according to his model. As opposed to the model, that's what the model's out there. You may want it to work this way, but people don't want to work you know, but like he's like fixated on his plan, his blueprint for the way things are gonna work out. And he's saying is you should distance yourself from that. And you should realize it's okay if this particular thing, we have it your way. Having a little argument about this thing, okay, I'll have it your way. A little argument about this thing, I'll have it your way. You want this for dinner, I'll have it your way. These things don't matter. And that's, I think, the Mida of Kass is the guy who's like stuck on things working out like exactly he wants it. When it doesn't work out, he gets so so angry. But like the Ratzon, this guy, the Mida of Rutsinus is saying is like, it doesn't mean you don't care about yourself. You do care. You want people to like you. You know that's but that's like a bigger picture objective. You want happiness. You want people to you want to get along with people. You want to have your needs taken care of. But those are like the big picture items. But the way you get those big picture items is that the small things in the conversation. If he talks a lot or you talk a lot, that doesn't matter. So it's like the things which are when he's saying you're subordinating your ruts on anything. He doesn't mean things which actually matter. Doesn't mean you're going to marry someone you don't want to because they want you to, or you're going to go to a church instead of a shul because they want you to. It just means that you're going to let them decide what you have for dinner, or all these other stupid things that we're always fighting about, or whatever. That's like nonsense. Doesn't matter. But it just like uh, this becomes my way, 
and it has to be my way. And if you want it to be your way, then I'm going to find my way. And if you do it your way, and I'm mad at you, and I the whole you know you create all these pettiness, all these fights because you have these models about every little detail has to go in line with you, and it becomes tied to you. So the the Mizrachinas is saying is like you allow your ratzon, you basically subordinate your ratzon to other people's ratzon. He says, in these, in these small matters, it doesn't matter. Those things don't really matter. What matters is like ultimately that we're going to get along and that people are going to find you favorable and they're going to respect you and they're going to be able to interact positively with you. They're going to be your business partner. They're going to be your friends. They're going to talk to you. They're going to hang out with you. They're going to help you when you need. They're not going to stab you in the back. They're whatever, all these things. Those things really matter. And those things are best accomplished by in the small stuff to just let them have their way because it doesn't really matter those small things the small thing and that's i think it's like you have to have to think of the long game you have to realize that in the short term things they let them have their way short term doesn't these things don't matter in short term and that's the thing you have to like you know that's the, the, the guy who gets angry gets so worked up about some small thing that's just so dumb it doesn't make any difference you know you get angry about something that's really such a thing as things which are important and things are important you should say this is important i'm not going to compromise because this is important it's not saying that not that you should just let everyone have their way and everything but there's so many things in life that don't matter and in those things you're better off getting the things that do matter by being mochal on the things which don't matter. Because people will want to be with you and they'll be one of the, they'll, they'll get along with you. And then you'll be able to work together, be able to achieve the common goals and be able to achieve that, those things are really important. When you, like you pick your battles, it's kind of like picking your battles. You pick your battles, like you let everything go, these things, small things, when it comes to a major thing, you make say this is important. Okay, it's important. They, they appreciate that you don't just, you don't just fight for everything. Right, so, this is a good point. Yeah, I see, I don't think you're right. The brothers, I was saying, well, the brothers, brothers legitimately thought Yosef was making a mistake. And they thought he was like a Balgaiva and he was like, you know, they hated him because they had a sheet and they were wrong, they were mistaken. But they, that was their sheet that he has, he has got problems. And they're not going to just tell him they like him when they don't. They have a sheet the whole day. He doesn't, shouldn't be the Balma Sora, he shouldn't be the guy. And they're not going to pretend like they like him when they don't. They, they objectively, it wasn't just they didn't like him, they held it, they had a shita. It was, again, a mistaken shita, but it was a shita. So I don't think it's saying you should be echad bepev echad and say, I really want to have this thing work out my way, but I'm just going to lie to you and tell you that I care. I think it's saying you should realize it, it doesn't matter. You don't care. Your midah should be that, not that you, you tell people that you don't want, you know, that you want their will and you actually you really strongly care that you want your way. I think you should start realizing that these things don't really matter. And if they want that and they feel strongly about it, then fine. Who cares? You you realize there's a bigger, there are bigger things which are more important. So you really are Nivatal Yaratsandra in the sense that you're because you have a long game in mind. You have an intel more intelligent strategy, which is thinking bigger picture. These things don't really matter. But like, I feel like the cost guy is too rooted in the particulars in the moment. And maybe that's what the smiling thing is about. See, the question is, is how do you go to do, go about doing this? It's not so posh. It's like, it's easier said than done. Just to say, okay, I care about other people. Say, so how do I do that? What am I supposed to do? Right? Like, I, I want my wants. So maybe the mission is just saying like, there's, there's like a good, 
a good activity, an exercise, which you can do all the time, which will help move you in that direction, which is smile, which is a metabolism. Means like this: a person goes through lots of different moods throughout the day. Sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you're in a good mood, sometimes you're in a bad mood, sometimes, but you're always interacting with people. And and many people just wear their mood on their face. They're always, you know, they're rough, they're sad, they're mad, they're angry, they're happy, they're sad, they're jumpy, they're whatever it is, and they're just carry that around. And they it, it rubs off on their interactions with everybody else. And like, look, that's their mindset. And why should I look? I care about myself. I'm in my world, and I'm just gonna talk to people within my world. What that's saying is, but that's going to put people off. It's going to make people mad. It's going to make people upset. It's going to make people think that they're, you're angry at them. You're whatever. You're mad at your boss and you're angry at your kid and you're all these different things. So what it's saying is, is like, this is like a person should be able to recognize, listen, other people like have feelings and other people, um, you know, enjoy, appreciate a smile, appreciate the fact that you value them and you respect them. And if you could just get out of your, emotional mind space wherever you happen to be in and when you interact with the person give them a smile you know appreciate them recognize them as a human being give them give them a certain sense of dignity then they appreciate that and that's like an, an instance a small instance of this type of a thing it's not like what they want for dinner but it's just they want to smile they want someone to respect them to look at them and to give them a uh, you know, smile and they want that and you don't want that because you're in your world you're in whatever now, the reason why I think it's saying this is like, it's one particular thing, but it happens a hundred times a day. And if you, it's like a way to work on this meeting. Like the Ramam says, I don't have the right here, but he basically says, how does a person ingrain good meetings in their heart? He says it's a repetition. So constantly being doing good actions and that helps direct your meetings in line with the proper meetings. So I think this is like a easily repetitive action which you could do many times each day. And it's a small dose of stepping out of your world and acknowledging that another person and their rats on. And it works. It is that if you smile at other people, they will like you and you'll be popular and you'll get, have respect, you know, good relationships and it will build a better world. And it does, it works that way. People like people who smile at them and whatever. And it's, and it's but again, as, in t as much as Dale Carnegie talks about it, as much as you could appreciate the fact that it will be better for your own well-being, social interaction, success, business, all that, it's hard to do because in the moment, you're caught up in your own little emotional world, your small-minded emotional world, and you can't think of long again. So I'm saying this is like a, a, a small exercise which you have access to all the time, throughout the day, every day. And that's just in a Kabbalah's color. It's just smile at all people. I mean, I don't know if it means like out of Russia, whatever. Maybe that's like, you know, Shalom. But it means the people, no matter, some people you like, some people you don't like, some people kind of rub your emotions properly, and some people's emotions, everyone, you know, everyone has different types of people who they like better, and other people, and just the way your emotions are, and whatever. But who cares? That's just your own small pettiness, and all that. these things don't matter. And just smile at the person, interact with them, say, how are you doing? And then people, it helps, it just builds a better world. And again, it's, it helps you work on this emotion. And that's why Rash, that's what I think he's saying is that Ratzalomar says again, you should show them the face of people who are pleasant with you. Ratzalomar, that means to say, you'll distance yourself. It's a tool to distance yourself from this kas, which is all about the self-centered worldview about you know, things working your way. 
and that's a bad midah, and you'll now yanhig atzma the midah saratzon, that you'll be nohig in the midah of ratzon, right? And this way, people will find you unpleasant. Let me just grab it around. He's talking about the middle path. He says, Kate said this is all above and deos. Kate said yargalatzma with deos all achik baba. How does a person accustom himself in these midos till he's established? Yaasa, you do it, be a shanan, you do it a second time, be a shalish, do it a third time, right? In the in these middle middle paths. And you review them all the time. Until they become a light on you. And it won't be bothersome to you. They'll become established in your heart. Right? So it's like the it's the way it's like through doing these actions, like again, I think as an example, through smiling at other people, you train yourself to just be concerned about another person and their thoughts and their feelings and their life. And it's like a way to be mavatal yaratsam before the ratsam, which again is on two values and two levels. On the one hand, it's a self-serving thing. It will benefit you and will bring you help bring you success and good social interactions and friends and influence with people. And on a deeper level, you will build a better world and they, the other people do have value and the same value that you have. And why are you so much more important than them? There's no objective justification that I matter and they don't matter. They, they matter also. In the same way you want to smile, they want to smile. And it's just, it's good for the world. So there's like a lishma, there's, there is a justification for it on a philosophical level. And now it happens to also be your emotions and your self-serving thing to line up with it. So that's why I feel like, I think the critique, and again, this article I saw, critique, it's like he's dropping the underlying philosophical justification. He's like, he's a religious, I think like this in this article, I don't know, I don't watch about it. It's like, he sounds like he rejects the church or rejects the this or whatever it was. And this person was saying, it's like, once you drop the underlying value of people, which I guess religion will often provide you with, now it just becomes totally all about yourself. And it's a self-promoting thing. And okay, but the, the, he doesn't, he's not claiming that he's being self-promoting. He's somehow claiming some sort of morality or whatever. So, but again, I think there's, if you maintain the underlying idea of Ahtoyach and you recognize this is alongside of it, there's a Lishma and a Lishma which work alongside, and you don't have to view it as a conflict. There's no conflict, there should be a conflict between that which you know is good and that which you emotionally desire. What you emotionally desire happens to actually be the intelligent way to get what you emotionally desire is to do that, which is objectively good. Great. Right? She, she says like this. And of course, try to do things with a smile. Nobody likes a grump. Your words of wisdom and even help and criticism are better accepted if given with a smile. Right? So I think that really contains all these points. Right? So you can do it with a smile. Nobody likes a grump. So that's our point. People aren't going to like you if you're not smiling and like the like the radio said it down. If you do the punishes on, they're going to hate you. They're going to this. They're going to that. And your words of wisdom and even help and criticism are better accepted. So there's like there's an objective value. There are objective goods about these things. It's not totally self-serving, but at the same time, it's acknowledging other people's psyche and realizing that for your objective, she's not saying do it so people will like you. She's saying your words of help and criticism will be accepted. So there is an objective value to it, but at the same time. It's also nobody likes a grump. So there's like, there's an alignment of people liking you and you want people to like you, but there's a value. There is an objective value in people liking you. You want to help people, you want to criticize people, you want to advise people, you want to impact people. There is an idea of getting along with other people. And if people 
respect you and like you, you could actually teach them and you could actually impact them in a positive way. But also they'll like you, which is in line with your emotions. And that's okay. And they, there's like a synergy between the two. So again, as with other parts of this letter, I think there's, there's a lot packed into it. And when I read it at the beginning, it just sounded like trite advice. But I think there's like mechavim to, you know, on a deeper level to a lot of these uh, advice. I think, you know, this background, I think it's good to read the book. It's a good book, you know. It's a, yeah. it, examples are very, it's very good. It gives you a lot of examples, a lot of good pointers which will help you, again, on an objective level and on an emotional level on this whole point. It's, uh, it's, a good, it's, also, it's a good read. It's a quick read. It's interesting. You know. Yeah, like I said, good word. The term is easygoing. Right, Ritzinas. It would be in Ratzinas. Like, easygoing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, 